0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of series six of Genius Unleashed, which is where I am reading out loud my draft book called Sorceress, which is yet to be published and will probably sound a little bit different by the time it is fully published, um, but I'm reading through it to see where I want to make changes and I'm doing that here with you. And I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. So please do come find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'll drop some links below. If you haven't heard the previous episode before this one with the introduction and chapter one, please do head there first. Otherwise, let's get straight on in to chapter two, which is called trust. Sorcery requires trust. By definition, it's not trust if something is certain. If you're waiting to be certain that something will work before you try, you're waiting for a bus that isn't coming. As long as you sit there at that bus stop, you're not moving towards anything. I remember once when my marriage with my at the time husband was in a really bad way. I said, I still wanna keep trying. No matter how much it hurts, I want to keep trying. He seemed in awe. I admire the way you're willing to try something even if you don't know for sure that it will work. I was taken aback. He needs to be certain it will work before he'll try. Otherwise it's all a waste of time. No. Nothing is ever certain, I told him. There's really nothing I know for sure except that I want this to work. And of course it didn't work out the way I'd planned it. But it did work out the way it was meant to be. I grew so much from the therapy we did together. The outcome of the therapy wasn't that we stayed together. The outcome was that I healed so much I was no longer dependent on him to make me feel okay. My trust in the process was valid. I wasn't certain that it would work out. I was just certain that I desired to try and that it would lead me someplace good and it did. What are you waiting to be certain on? What do you already know you want to do, but awaiting certainty that it will work? Nothing is ever certain until it's done. You will have no evidence that you can do it until you've done it. The work is to create that evidence. The sorceress trusts. She blows her own mind time and time again. No one blows their own mind by doing things that are certain to work. Try this. Forget being certain on the outcome and focus on being clear on the desire. Desire is the key to making magic. Most people have no idea what they even want. They've been taught that it doesn't matter, that they can't have it anyway, so why dream? But you know different. You know you're capable of making magic in your life. And if you choose it, you get to be the living, breathing evidence of that in the world. It's a pretty great day when you realize that part of your purpose on this earth is to have a great life so that others start to question their beliefs about what's possible. So let's begin. What do you want? Get a notebook and pen. Close your eyes. Breathe all the way in and all the way out. Let your imagination run wild. What do you see for yourself? How do you see your life being? If you could have anything at all, what would it be? If it takes a moment to come, stay there until it does. Picture all the parts moving together. Who is there? Where are you? What is happening? Feel the feelings of being there. See the scene, hear the sounds, smell the air. When it feels so real, hold it for a moment and then open your eyes and write it all down keep this these are your desires and we are going to watch them evolve and come to life the next section is called the dance and now we dance anytime you catch yourself saying you're wrestling with something switch it up to i'm dancing with it see how different it feels magic now we dance in the space between who you are now And the next chapter version of you now we start to turn the page between your current chapter and your next now we shed some layers that have become stale when a python is ready to shed it goes cloudy its skin becomes dull and a sheen comes over its eyes you can tell it's uncomfortable restless its whole body feels strange it starts to rub itself against rocks Slowly its entire skin starts to come away from its body. More rubbing on rocks, more movement to remove the pieces that no longer belong. And once it's done, the python is a glorious sight. His skin is glossy and bright. His eyes are clear. He moves more quickly and gracefully. He's somehow a little bigger than before. When I've watched this process take place, I've wondered whether his new skin is more sensitive all tingling and alive. The process of intentionally moving towards your desires is a process of growth. You will grow, you will shed, and you will meet new levels of your own being. At each new level, with each upgrade of your energetic state, your capacity will expand. As you look at your desires, as you imagine having them in your life, Look at how you are in that picture. Are you different? Is your hair different? Is your energy different? Do you wake up at a different time? It might be later. Do you eat different foods? You don't become that person because you get your desires. You get your desires because you become that person. So let's set about becoming that person, the one who magically created a life that other people think is impossible. Let's show the world what's possible. Can you see how you having your desires benefits the world around you? Can you see how your entire life can become a source of inspiration and of truth? A person's life is largely created based on what they believe to be true. If someone believes it's impossible for them to build wealth or health or happiness, they'll behave accordingly and create evidence for what they already believe to be true. If they believe that someone doesn't like them and feel worried about it, they likely won't show their true selves when that person is around and the cycle will continue. They'll get further evidence and they'll make it truth in their mind. Beliefs aren't about truth. Beliefs are not caused by something being true. It's the other way around. A person's truth is created by their beliefs. We know this, right? We say it all the time. I just need to believe in myself more. If only I could believe that we can make this work. I want to believe that it'll be okay. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Just like in these above examples, we naturally try to change our beliefs so we can think differently. We innately know that what we believe to be true has an impact on what becomes real, that many people are only scratching the surface of how deep this runs. This is beautiful, powerful, and complex work. This is subconscious reprogramming. It's about figuring out which of your programs, your beliefs and the patterns they create, are holding you back and replacing them with new ones. Sure, we could just get you to stand in front of a mirror each day and repeat, I am enough. We could also dive so much deeper than that and make magic. Beliefs often feel like fact. I can't do it. I have too much on my plate. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not brave enough. I'm not smart enough. It's just the way it is. Maybe one day when I'm prettier, braver, less busy or I've read more books. When you're sitting in the eye of a storm of evidence that you cannot do something. When every which way you turn someone or something is there to show you your limitations. When the edges of what you can manage feel like sky high double brick walls. This is when you get to see what you're really capable of. Those walls are a good thing. They're needed. Solid walls around fluid water create a beautiful pool to dive into. They're the riverbanks that give a river its power and direction. Walls create the container for you to make your magic within. They're purposeful. And, but, they must be movable. They must allow you to grow. We need to see them as what they are, created by you, existing for you and shiftable by you. How do we know when it's time to move the walls? When you feel yourself hitting an edge, when you feel like you're at capacity or anything feels too much. This is too hard. I can't keep doing it this way. She's driving me crazy. I'm too busy. I'm overwhelmed. I want to bail out. Maybe I should ease up. It's not actually about easing up. Here is where we may touch on the edges of some people's long-held beliefs about self-care. Self-care does not mean putting your dreams and desires and soul-inspired projects in the bin because you reach a moment of overwhelm. If you are here to do big things, your dream will at times feel overwhelming, especially when you're in bear mode. There is a vast metaphorical wasteland for the dreams of people who hit bear mode and quit. Hitting your edges is not evidence that you should stop. It's a prompt to pause, breathe, hold and have a big brave look at the edge or wall in front of you. It's made out of beliefs. Shift your beliefs and you'll move the wall and you'll expand your capacity. Anyone who has ever achieved a dream had to expand their capacity to do it. The marathon runner had many moments of, I can't go any further, before she went the distance. The mother of four likely got to two and thought, this isn't easy, before she got to, let's go again. The new business owner often questioned her decision before she built up enough clients to sustain herself. The mountain climber told herself, I want to go home countless times before standing at the top of Everest. Expanding your capacity to create, to keep going, to think big, to connect, to keep your cool, to hold new levels of intensity, it will require you to meet your edges. It will require you to meet your beliefs about yourself head on. And when you meet them, you can move them. There was a time that I had the energetic capacity to see two or three clients in a day. I would spend so much mental and emotional energy preparing, setting up, thinking things through, then taking notes and sending them through, and then decompressing myself afterwards. Now I can happily see 10 clients in a day. By increasing the number over time, I have developed the ability to hold space for more people's energy than I could before. I didn't know I could handle that many sessions in a day, until I did it. I didn't have certainty prior to trying. I created the capacity by doing the thing. I had to keep stretching my capacity so I could expand it. Just like in a deep yoga pose. When you reach your edge in a stretch, you hold. You don't pull back or collapse into a pile on the floor. You hold and you breathe. You breathe right into that spot the place you feel the intensity you breathe you relax your body and then you find you can go a little deeper this is how you expand your capacity when you find your edge pause and breathe and calm your body give yourself what you need perhaps postpone an appointment but don't cancel everything don't send your dreams to that metaphorical wasteland hold not retract Something important is happening. This is when you get to choose your truth. You get to choose what you want to be true in your life and install the beliefs needed to create it. You can do that because beliefs create truth, even though most people live their lives as if it's the other way around. Think about your desires. The universe has shown you what is there for you. It has shown you what you can have when you choose it. In that picture, the picture where you have the things you desire next, get into the mind of that version of you. What does she know to be true? Here are a few of mine. I am a creative genius. I'm capable. He adores me. My kids are thriving. My body is thriving. I will not screw this up. I am divinely guided. Time opens up for me. I'm efficient. I'm in flow. I've got this. It is safe for me to have success. I am resilient. There is nothing I cannot handle. Anything that you believe to be true in that picture, you get to believe to be true now. You get to install deep beliefs into your subconscious mind. You get to turn them into knowings. It comes true because you know these things rather than you'll know these things because it came true. That's the magic. The process of moving towards your desires is a process of digging up beliefs and replacing them with knowings. Bear mode, one of the four soul modes that we move through over and over, always in the same order, is most people's least favorite mode. It can feel like a slump, a funk, a dip in energy, a dip in mood, and at times a crisis of confidence. In sorcery, bear mode is wonderful. Bear mode is when those limiting beliefs are easiest to find. Imagine you're coasting along in a boat. You can clearly see the things above the water, those are your conscious thoughts, they're obvious to you. Below the surface though, that's your subconscious mind. What's down there is always down there, but you can only see the parts that come right up to the surface. In bear mode, that barrier becomes thinner. You can see what's down there, and that can be a little scary and overwhelming. But if you can see what's swimming around there and you know you're safe in the boat, you can more easily pull things up into the light. You can reach down with your fishing net and look at each belief for what it really is. Not good enough, can't do this, people are laughing at me, I always do this. Everything that's there is there to protect you. But it's there to protect you from what you believe you need protecting from. Growing means expanding your idea of what is safe. It means telling our subconscious mind that we know what... It means telling our subconscious mind what we no longer need protecting from. Over time, I have had to decide that it was safe for me to do many things. To allow a man to truly love me and trust that he would stay. To have a second baby that I had not planned. To earn more money than I'd previously imagined possible. To publish a book that I knew would be life-changing for many. When it comes to making magic, our biggest task is to decide in our bones that it's safe to have all that we desire. And by in our bones, of course, I mean in our subconscious mind. Have you ever felt something so deeply that you feel it in your bones? That's what it's like when both your conscious mind and your subconscious mind are agreeing on something. You know it in your bones. Here are some things I have programmed in to the point where I know them in my bones. I am loved. My desires are divine guidance. I wouldn't want it if I couldn't have it. I will never run out of things to write about. Everything happens for a reason. Everything works out the way it's supposed to. Just as beliefs rise to the surface of the water in bare mode, we can also send them down. We can dredge up the beliefs that can't come into our next chapter and we can introduce new knowings in their place. This is an integral part of making magic in your life. This is, daily, this is daily work and it will literally change your mind. It's a new way of thinking and a new way of living day by day. It means always being on the lookout for what's under the surface of your subconscious mind. When you spot a belief within yourself, it takes radical honesty to look at it and ask, is this really my truth? And it takes enormous courage to then ask, is this what I choose to continue being my truth? Questioning your own beliefs can feel quite wobbly. Many of the things we believe about the world, we've believed as long as we can remember. I remember when I spotted a belief I held about wealthy people. I was on a boat, funnily enough, on a lake, and I found myself having trouble really enjoying it. It was an idyllic setting, without a care in the world, yet I couldn't seem to shake this underlying sense of worry. I asked myself, what am I afraid is going to happen here? The answer that came back in a moment of pure self-honesty was, this can't last, your relationship will fail. I was quite shocked to find this belief within myself, but as I took a moment to question, is this really truth? I realized that i had associated boats with wealth and wealth with unhappy marriages. I looked back at where I might have collected this particular belief. I pictured the families I'd known who represented wealth to me. Not a single one of them had the kind of relationship I would aspire to be in. Interesting. Because love is higher than wealth on my list of personal values, as long as I held this belief, my subconscious mind would limit my financial success to protect the very wonderful relationship I was and still am in. Just spotting the old belief took a lot of its power away. I dredged it up from beneath the surface and brought it into the light. Sometimes that's all it takes. Just like turning a light on shows a child that the monster they saw in the cupboard is just a hanging coat. Shining a light on your belief shows you that it isn't real. However, there are some beliefs that take more reworking than that. Sometimes we dredge a belief up but then argue with ourselves about it. But it's true. They have awful marriages. They're so unhappy. Look at them. She cheats. He drinks too much. They bicker constantly. How can I possibly know it will be any different for us? Too much money ruins everything this is what happened with this one for me. It took some work to shift. I realized the belief had come from what I'd seen. So I set about seeing something different. I set about seeking evidence for what I wanted to believe instead. My chosen knowing was that building the wealth I desired would only make our relationship even more wonderful. I sought out new money models, people who had what I desired and also held similar values to me. I asked friends who they could suggest. I was looking for wealthy entrepreneurial creative women who operated from a feminine energy and had wonderful relationships with great men. I landed on Sarah Blakely, founder of Spanx. I read about her life online, scrolled her feed on Instagram, looked up her husband and scrolled his feed too. I could see that they go on adventures and each have full and interesting lives. It's clear that they adore and support each other's endeavors. And they have a bunch of kids. I found enough similarities between us that I was able to create a new association in my mind. They became my new models that wealth can equal a better relationship rather than wealth must equal a worse one. Every time I see them in my social media feed, it's like a vision board. It sends a message to my subconscious that this is what we get to have. You might wonder why I didn't just choose the belief that it wouldn't affect our relationship at all, rather than to say that money would make it better. This is because it's very difficult to convince ourselves that something will not change. Change is inevitable. It's easier to choose a belief around which direction it will change in. Attaching my desire for wealth creation to something I highly value, a great relationship, in my mind, allows me to naturally motivate my behavior towards calling it in. If I believe that for us, more wealth equates to a happier marriage, then my heart drives me to make decisions that will build both without relying on willpower. See? Sorcery. This doesn't mean that if we cease to have any wealth, we wouldn't have our relationship. In that instance, I would just reorganize my beliefs again. We started together with very little, so it wouldn't be difficult to do. I already have the evidence that we can be happy in that state. But in order to have what I desired, I had to shift the idea that we have nothing and we're so happy together meant that's how it needed to stay. This is how we grow. We find an edge and we breathe it open. It then resettles in a new place and our container is bigger. Our capacity grows. Our capacity for love, joy, celebration, as well as our capacity for patience and problem solving and resilience. Shifting what sits in our subconscious mind is how we program ourselves to be on autopilot towards what we desire. You know what I'm going to say next, right? Grab your notebook and stream out a list of what you'll know to be true when you get there. Keep going until you get to 100 knowings. Bask in the energy of the feelings they bring up in you. That is the magnetic energy that will propel you to where you're going. Create a habit of streaming out lists like these in writing or verbally at any chance you get. Ideally daily, ideally upon waking. When you hear your mind saying rubbish, it's not true. You'll know you found something you get to work through getting that fishing net out and bring that baby into the light. This is where the magic happens. I'll see you in our next episode where we're going to dive into lusciousness. If you'd like to check out the Sorceress course, please head to carlymariecom forward slash sorceress. Thanks for being here.